In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, today's gospel lesson, that's not an easy one. Today's lesson follows right after last week's lesson that, again, was not easy. This is Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. And as we noted last week, we all sort of remember Sermon on the Mount, right? Sermon on the Mount is that moment when Jesus has a long teaching passage in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's, it's sort of nice. We read through that one, we hear that story, and we think, okay, you know, I kind of like that. Luke is a lot harder on us. Luke takes Jesus' sermon and puts him down on a plane and offers these ideas in a slightly different way than Matthew, but those differences matter. They are significant because the way Luke tells this story is very difficult. And so today's sermon, the sermon on the plane continues, is sort of one of those moments where if we're not careful, we might think that Jesus is offering us kind of a, a how-to guide to be a good person or maybe a good disciple, and that is really not what's going on here. Jesus is not simply saying, do this and do that, and everything will be good. Instead, what Jesus is offering here is a vision of what could be, a vision of what is possible when we are faithful to do work in the world with God, not just on our own, but with God's help. Last week, we heard this passage of blessings and woes, the blessings we sort of like, the woes we sort of don't, because we are more or less the people who Jesus woes against. Today, we hear something that might even be harder. Let's look at what Jesus says one more time. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. What? Love your enemies. Then he goes on and he says, from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This passage pretty clearly flies in the face of what we think is just and fair and right. How could we tell someone we love who is being abused to let someone abuse them? How could we tell someone we love who has had their stuff stolen that they should just not worry to ever get it back? How is it that we can love our enemies. And so let's start with who's your enemy? So I want you all to do a little, a little fun thing. Think about one of your enemies. And don't tell me you don't have any enemies. We're going to be, we're going to be real together right here. Think about somebody that really doesn't like you. Somebody you really don't like. You have that person in your head? I can see from some of you, you're like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Think about the people that really don't deserve, who have not earned kindness, love, and goodness. Enemy might be a little strong, but someone certainly who may not deserve your love. Today's gospel lesson is very clear. 
Every person deserves love. Every person deserves kindness. Every person deserves generosity. But remember that person that you just thought of? How is it that you can be kind and generous and loving to that person? And perhaps there's the rub. You see, we may have people who don't like us, people who don't treat us well, people who may intentionally do us wrong. And we might not be quite sure how to show them love. And so we get another lesson this morning from Genesis. Today's lesson from Genesis tells sort of the conclusion of the story of Joseph, this amazing story of being so profoundly mistreated and yet never left alone. If we all remember the story of Joseph, Joseph, who is a delightful and happy person, who has the capacity to interpret dreams, to understand God's vision, is treated just about as bad as one can be treated by his brothers, sold into slavery, left for dead. And through lots of trials and tribulations, Joseph ends up in the right place at the right time because of his faithfulness to God. God never left him alone. And Joseph used his gifts, his unique talents, his relationship with God in order to help every person along the way that he could. And it left him as number two in the most powerful nation in that whole region, so powerful that when his family was left hungry, he had the capacity to save them all. And in this moment that we heard today from Genesis, we hear that Joseph, seeing the family who abandoned him, who sold him into slavery, who left him for dead, needs his help. And what does he do? He helps. Because, you see, he had remained faithful the whole time. He didn't quite know how he would be able to show love. But when the opportunity presented itself, he was ready. And that is perhaps the hardest thing about Jesus' teaching today. We can't, most of us, sit here in these pews and think about an enemy, a person who does us wrong, a person who judges us and treats us badly, and know right away how we can love them in return. But God tells us a very profound little secret. There will come a time when we will have the opportunity to show them love, kindness, generosity. And the call for us is to work on being ready. See, Jesus gives us a vision of what could be. And not something theoretical, not something far off in the future. And it's very important that we don't mistake what Jesus is saying, as so many Christians do, which is this promise for something, what, after death, right? So much of Christianity, so many of our brothers and sisters interpret what Jesus promises as some kind of reward that we get later. But what Jesus promises us is a great reward that we can have right now. The idea of God's kingdom, the idea of heaven, 
of being with God with such clarity, with such unity, that we understand the deeper purposes beyond just what we see in front of our face that we can have right here and right now. That's why we're here. That's why we do things like come to worship and study scripture and pray together and talk together is because we are seeking right now what Jesus promises us right now, that heaven can be here on earth. We may not know how. We may not be able to just recall whatever we need to make that happen, but it's what Jesus promises when we are faithful. That when we are faithful and formed well, and we stick with God even when the going gets tough, God provides us opportunities for the great spirit to break through the pain and the heartbreak and the judgment and even those things that are unfair and to transform everything about our world and our life and even our hardest relationships to bring about heaven on earth now. So perhaps the real message that Jesus shares with us this morning is to not hide our hope, to not hide our light, to not hide our love and our generosity and our capacity to give into a world that does not deserve it and is not fair, and yet a world that God loves unconditionally to the very end. Each one of us knows that we have goodness and kindness inside. Each one of us has the ability and the responsibility to forgive those who hurt us. And you see, there are people out there who need that hope, who need that vision, who are hungry for the truth of God. We find that truth here. And perhaps it's time for us to not keep that truth to ourselves. See, sometimes the greatest gift you can give another person is simply to include them. We've got something special here. We find God here together. And there are so many people who feel excluded from that gift. Let's not keep it to ourselves. God gives us a vision for heaven on earth right now. Perhaps it's time to include someone else. Amen.